Hey everyone, this is Patrick and Lauren, and welcome to another episode of Through the Cocktail Glass, or aka Chuko and Lime. And yeah, so we are actually coming at you like late in the evening for like 10th try at this because of, you know, phone battery, kids, whatever else is going on. So um, anyways, we're, but we're here. We're here. Yeah, we are we're here. We're excited to have conversation with you. That's right. That's right. So we encourage you all, you know, as we actually are right now, we are in our dining room just kicking back, you know, and just relaxing. And so we just really have a heart to create that space for our listeners. And whether you're in your car or you're at your house, we just encourage you just to just to rest and just kick back and we invite you to our heart space, into our mental space, into our home, you know, our past and things that we've walked through. And, um, and yeah. just in case you didn't catch the first episode, um, through the cocktail glass, it's just representing that we're coming together with two different perspectives on life and two different views, but also the same founding principles that keep us united. Yeah. And there's a lot that's just going on in our world, our society, our culture, and it can be a challenge uh, just being single, living in it, to being married, learning how to raise kids in this culture. And so we're going to bring together a mixture of thoughts ideas perspectives yeah on everything like we are a couple that have our hands involved with a lot of things and so uh through the cocktail glass it's just saying hey you know sit back relax and let's you know feel free to just talk about your differences and the things that are the same yeah and be confident in the things that you believe you know and where you stand and where you are and you know, if you're in a certain place, like own it. You know, and that's what my yeah. mentor always like tells me. Like, it's not whether you're here or there. It's about owning where you are. Whether you're in a good place or a bad place, it's about owning it. And so, um, we know, you know, in our life, Lauren, like in our marriage, and in ministry, and in work and relationships, like there's so many issues that come up. Like, this life has issues, and sometimes issues can stay issues you know, for day and day and day and day out. But there's a way if we're mindful and if we're intentional about where we're at, what we're thinking, what we're processing in the midst of those issues, we can actually move those issues closer and closer and closer to resolve and to Mm -hmm. get those things to be in restoration. And so that's kind of things that we like to talk about and all things that are hard and, you know, sometimes we want to make it a little lighthearted too and talk about fun things as well. But it's really kind of a burning desire for us is to kind of uh, touch on some of the things that are really important to us. It's brought us life and healing and restoration, you know, because that's like the that's the theme of our marriage is restoration. So in this episode, we are actually going to dive into mindfulness versus idleness. And, you know, I think, you know, maybe we're not fully aware of what that really means, but being mindful means I think being like fully aware of your surroundings, what you're feeling. You're not just aware of yourself, but you're aware of others. Um, You're being considerate. You know, there's a lot that goes into that. And I think when you're idle, you're just being completely like unaware of your environment. You know, you're choosing to just check out of what you're, the state that you're in 
Um, and you're not as aware of others and what's going on around you. And so we're going to talk about that in this episode and how that can show up in your life and, you know, ways that you can fix that and improve in that. Yeah, I mean, I know for me that issue of idleness was something that as a single, I was in that space all the time. I didn't realize that you know, I was. I could ne- definitely not define or say this is idleness. This is me being idle. But there's so many things that I began to learn after we were married that, wow, like I am just avoiding all of the things in my heart that are heavy, that are hurtful, and I'm filling it up with entertainment and filling it up with social media and all these types of things. And I'm unaware of actually what I'm feeding myself with no filter. And I would watch all kinds of movies, doesn't matter what kind of movie it was, and just become so numb to to the content of that movie because I just was giving myself completely from a state of like just being vegged out and just being totally checked out. And I became numb to a lot of these things. But one of the most profound things that happened early on in our marriage is I remember when we were dating and we were in Haiti and I almost made you sign a contract that Sundays, afternoons and evenings were for NFL football. And you were so in love with me. You were just like, whatever you want, baby. Like, you can have Mondays, too, if you want. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, this is going to be so good. We got married, and it was not the case. Like, you reneged on the deal. Like, you were like, you know, I don't know what that was about. I'm just kidding. So, anyways, so Sundays I was just really annoyed that... But it wasn't that you loved football. It was that I could see an unhealthy, like attachment to the uh, to that whole thing to just right. your time yeah. it wasn't so much what you were doing or watching it was like yeah the time and you didn't want to be interrupted right it was like you wouldn't want to help with other things it was just like no this is it i felt entitled to idleness you know i felt in, i felt entitled to have my veg out like i'm tired there's a lot going on in the world around me like we're busy and this and that. This is my thing. Like this is my hobby. This is my, you know, this is what I do during my downtime. This is how I find rest and relaxation. But I began to understand that like I was no better after watching four hours of football than I was before watching four hours of football. Right. Actually, some most of the time I was worse um, because some of the struggles that I had before I just quote unquote veg out. They just begin to compound on itself because I'm letting it completely just wreak havoc on my heart. And even if it's issues that I'm having with comparison or lust or insecurity, I'm just because I'm turning off, you know, all these filters that I would have normally had in my mind, I'm letting it really, really wreak havoc on me. So when I'm just engaging in the football you're probably really jealous of the time that you could be having with me and being intentional with me because that was the most time we had in our whole week. And so you're coming at it from that standpoint and it was just really aggravating me. So I heard the Lord say to me once and he said, will you lay this down for the sake of your marriage? And I began to think like, I was just kind of offended at that. Like, God, why would you ask me to lay down the thing that I enjoy the most and the thing that I felt at the time I had the most rest? 
And I just did it. You know, I just did what the Lord asked me to do. And after doing that and filling in that space with intentional time with you, intentional time with something else, I began to actually feel much more rested. I began to actually understand that when I actually am addressing some of the things that are going on in my in my world from a healthy state without pressure or without these things pressing on in on me, that's what gives me rest. And when I just completely check out and engage into something else. And so for me, watching football with where I was was unhealthy. And right. growing up in my home, football was king. And I never realized, but in, in my home growing up, we would just watch football to avoid. You know, we were not, you're not engaging with each other. We're just, get, we're just falling prey to the idol of entertainment. You know, yeah. because we didn't know how to be intentional with, with each other. We didn't know how to have real conversations. And so those issues just, like we said earlier in the beginning, stayed issues. Yeah. Well, I remember the day you told me that you were, you know, that God asked you to give up football. And I was extremely shocked because I was like, this is coming from, you know, a family where like, yeah, football is like the God. And mm-hmm. it's like, you worship it, you live by it, it's the standard, it's what you do. And I was just like, man, I know that it, it was comforting knowing that like your heart, you might not have been mindful in the actions that you were like, or the time that you were giving to football, but your yeah. heart was mindful with the Lord. Like it was open to hear from the Lord, right. which is because you've stewarded your heart in that manner. And I think because of that, you're able to hear the Lord speak to you about giving something up that was really hard for you. And it wasn't like he said, give this up forever. Right. He didn't ask you to do it forever. Mm-hmm. It was because of the condition of your heart, because you were checking out and because it was feeling a void, he said, I want this time in this space. Right. And I think that that's where um, being, you know, just aware that the things that we give ourselves to when we have downtime, like to really analyze that and just say like, hey, is this healthy? And it's not like none of this is saying, hey, watching football is bad and watching football is, um, you know, it's a waste of time because that's not true that's not the case it's just like where's your heart in it because i think it is healthy especially when you do it in community and it's like you're having your friends over and you're just connecting or you know where you are now is like now you're able to like still enjoy a game or sometimes just watch the highlights because you also have kids right and you're you know i think it's very important that you know kids have their fathers around and their fathers aren't just giving hours and hours and hours and hours to something where they're not being mindful in the midst of it. Yeah. Because I think there are so many families where it's like dads are just kind of like, that's the thing. And they aren't, it's the thing to the point where they're not mindful of their kids in the midst of it. And I think that you, there is a way to participate and watch things that you enjoy watching or do things that you enjoy doing yeah. while still being mindful of your environment. Totally. You know, I think with, and especially if you have young kids, 
that's healthy. Like a kid's going to be watching a mom and dad. And it's important that they don't see it as like, well, dad never does anything during this time period. Yeah. He's just on the couch. Yeah. But I think it's important where it's like the wife can say, hey, can you help me with this for a moment? And the dad honors that. Right. Because he's honoring his wife. And the wife also takes a moment to sit down and watch the game for a little bit because she knows that that's valuable to her husband. You better preach. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, totally. You know, and the same thing could be true for movies, social media. Totally. And it's like you are, you're engaging with these things. And I know here, I'll speak from my own person, my, my own personal perspective. Like, I'll be sitting around the house and I'm tired, right? Our situation right now is a little different than most. Like, we're in quarantine time. We don't sleep. <laughs> we're quarantined to the quarantine. max. Don't sleep. Got a eight-week-old who, you know, doesn't, doesn't know what sleep is, you know. Likes to party hard. No sleep till Brooklyn. Like, that's the way he is. So Yeah, he's the, getting better. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Maybe a little bit. Um, he sleeps great during the day. But anyway, so during the day, like, I'm just tired. If I don't, especially if I'm not taking my iron pills, <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> it's real. And I just feel like I just want to collapse. And so it's the hardest time, in, the hardest thing to do in those times when I feel that way is to check into something. And so what I want to do is just open Facebook, scroll through videos, you know, scroll through Instagram and things like that. And so what I what I find myself doing a lot of times is that, like, I'm just really feeding this desire and almost this lie that I need this. Like, I need this. And so what happens when my three-year-old comes up to me and he says, Daddy, can we go outside? I'm aggravated and annoyed at Dash because I'm like, Dash, you're cutting into my time. You're cutting into my thing here. And that's the same thing that happened when I was watching football. Like, Lauren would come and say, hey, like, can we go somewhere and do something? Like, I mean, I just want to... And I would feel like, why are you trying to take me away from the thing that I need? Like, this is, it's like, this is my thing. You know, this is me. And I need this. And so it's like, you feel entitled to something, um, you know. And so, but, but for, some, for, some, for some people, it's like, they don't have that thing that they love. They don't have that thing that they enjoy. They don't have that thing that brings them life. And so just as important as it is to be really mindful of what goes on in your heart and mind when you're, watching sports, movies, on social media, you still need to have a hobby, right? You still need to have things that you enjoy doing that that is just an overflow of your personality and it brings life and it gives you joy and it gives you rest. Because you can't always be going and slaying dragons all the time. There's a time when right. you need to be doing something that you just thoroughly enjoy and it brings you rest. So what are some, some hobbies that, that you, you like to do? Um, I mean, I definitely like to get out by myself and, you know, sit at a restaurant and just, you know, order my favorite thing on the menu and, you know, just have a book or most, most of the time it's my journal. I'm a big like processor and I love to write. Um, and so that is what I do in my hobby in my spare time. And I also love to like go shopping because I love getting creative with interior design with different things so sometimes I just go like look at plants like different things like that like they actually like bring me a lot of life 
and finding a good deal on something that I love that's like really cheap brings me so much life because that means I get to bring it home and make my space that I live in like peaceful, restful, and beautiful. And so those are two things that fill me up the most and just being able to like catch up with a girlfriend um, and just have a really good laugh like over dinner or hanging out is probably like one of my favorite things ever being able to just like hang with a bestie and I you know it is hard I think being a mom there's a lot of moms out there that um you know I've had a I I choose to go out a lot and thankfully like I have the freedom to do that because you've empowered me in that and I'm really like I know that a lot of women don't have that but um I think it's very important for moms to still do things that they love to do by themselves. And if that means that sometimes you have to bring, you know, one of your babies with you, then still do it. Still try to do something that fills you up because otherwise you're just going to feel stuck at home and you're going to feel like your life is over. And that's really unhealthy and contributes to you just like feeling like you're collapsing. And so I think that I think a lot of moms struggle with that or they feel bad doing anything for themselves. Um, and unfortunately for me, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad doing anything for myself because I'm like, if I'm healthy, it's like in the airplane, they say, put the mask on yourself first and then on your child. Meaning like your child isn't going to be okay if you're not. Right. You know, so I think like the importance of hobbies and giving yourself space to just breathe and to still do things that you love doing is you taking care of yourself um, even if it's just for an hour, that doesn't mean you have to have all day. Right. But that's taking care of yourself, which means like that's going to help your home environment. Obviously, if you're single, it's different. Like you can just have your hobbies and your hobbies can be your hobbies, your community is your community. Yeah. And there's still ways to like keep that healthy. And there's also ways where it's unhealthy. Totally. But yeah, I think like those are my hobbies, but I think it's also really important just to speak to moms and just say like, it's so important to just continue to have your space. Right. And not just for moms, but I mean, dads too, but yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, for me, like I love being active. Like I love playing basketball, you know, really anything has to do with sports, anything has to do with me sweating a lot, coming home stinky. Like that's what I like. The smellier, the better, you know? And that's what you like too, right? No. No, no, no. Only when we were dating was it like sexy. Right. Now that we're married, I'm like, oh, gross. Don't touch me. You're actually sitting away from me now because I was active today. Yeah, and and you have a shower yet, so. (laughs) Oh, it's real. But yeah, so me just getting out, playing basketball is a really huge thing. And like it was, struggle was real, like in this quarantine time because the gyms are closed. And so what'd your boy do? I had to go on Facebook Marketplace. Eh, that ain't work. I had to go on Let Go. I, I had to download all these apps. I didn't even have these apps. I downloaded, you know, does Craigslist even have an app? No, I went to Craigslist and I went to OfferUp and Wish or whatever. There's so many different, you know, freaking things. But I went through all of them and I just messaged the crap out of people like 50 miles away. Like, hey, let me get this. Is it still available? Nothing. Amazon's taking three weeks to get a basketball goal in. Walmart's out of stock, Academy's out of stock, and I can't find a basketball goal, y'all. 
And so I'm just like, my mom's losing it. You're dying. So anyways, I come back, hop back on Facebook Marketplace. And um, man, the end of the story just gets really good. Because I find a retro basketball goal that I love. And I buy that mug and it's sitting in our driveway right now. And I've just been out there every day. Every and day. I've just been a whole different person. You know, I'll say it right now. I'm a whole different person. You're a lot happier. I'm a lot happier when I'm out there playing ball and I'm shooting it. And But it's a sanctuary for me. It totally is. Because when I'm playing ball, like I feel at, at peace with myself. I feel like it's, it, it, is, it is something that I'm supposed to do. Like I, I enjoy sports. Like I... I've um, always enjoyed sports and I come alive when I play sports. I'm good at it, you know, and so um, my kids will be good at it. And I think it be, it can become a sanctuary versus where it used to be for me. It used to be a source of me needing to find acceptance from my father. And, and that's kind of what we were talking about before. Football was king. And so me watching football, a lot of times like this comparison thing would start up in me like, man, like. How come I couldn't have made it? Whatever. And so that stuff had to like die in me as well. Now I can just enjoy it for what it's worth. And I can play basketball and I can think about my life from a healthy place. I can think about, you know, my kids. I can think about my wife. I can think about my career. I can think about so many different things from a really healthy headspace and come back into the house with whatever's going on and just be able to just kill it, you know. And so that is so, 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 so important. So, um, yeah, and so just having a hobby, super, super, super important. So one of the last things that we want to talk about um, is developing filters, just back on what we were saying before. is like It's not that it's wrong to watch football. It's not wrong to watch movies or to be on social media. But um, you and I have had a history of developing these filters. You've actually taught me so much, actually, when it comes to movies, um, how to develop some of these filters. Well, we kind of thought about it for a really long time. Yeah, we've thought about everything. (laughs) Everything that's good in our marriage has come with blood. Mm -hmm. But you're you're so knowledgeable and wise on this, so I'd love to hear your thoughts on it. I just think that, you know, it falls in the category of being mindful and you have to commit to being mindful. Otherwise, habits are just habits and habits that are not healthy take a while to retrain and reform. And so when you're watching something or you don't even have to be watching something, I know like when I'm really, really not okay Um, I check out on social media sometimes and I don't even realize that I'm doing it. All of a sudden I'm like, wow, I've literally been scrolling for like an hour and I'm not engaging with the emotion that my heart is feeling. Um, and I need to be engaging with it because it's not getting dealt with, which means it's going to come up at some point in a really unhealthy manner. And so training yourself to be, and you can't expect anyone else to train you in it. It's up to you as to whether or not you're going to commit to be mindful on your own for the sake of your health and the sake of your environment. Mm -hmm. And it's not just for married people. I I mean, if you have roommates, um, how you are affects your roommates, even if uh, you don't see it. That's just the reality. And so having filters is very important because I think... If you spend a lot of time in your downtime being idle, then you become desensitized 
to the things that are important. You can't see it. Right. And I know, like, that surface in our marriage, like, I remember, like, you were just, you know, the way that you grew up, like, there was no filter ever for movies or for anything. And so, I remember... Like, the content that you're watching. Right, the content, you know. And I remember you would tell me, like, yeah, I saw this movie at this age, and I was, like, shocked. Because I was like, how could you as a parent, like... That's not protecting you as a child, your mind, and teaching you to be mindful at a young age. Right. And because to me, movies, you know, whoever, like, wrote the script for the film, Uh they're engaged into something. And so when you're watching it, you're actually, like, in a weird way, coming into agreement with what you're you're entertaining yourself with. Mm And you're giving yourself to that. And I know, like, there's so many people I've talked to, like, have, you know, reoccurring nightmares. My first question is, well, do you watch scary movies? (laughs) Do you love horror films? And they all say (laughs) yes, right? (laughs) And it's like, well, duh, you're going to have nightmares or, like, dark dreams because that's what you're feeding your mind. And so I think, like, if you are not, you know, the more that you begin to, just changed the way that you saw things and you became more mindful. Right. You became more sensitive to movies, music, or other things around totally. you. And so yeah. I think that that's like really important because, you know, when you do that, um, you, you, you know when it's happening because all of a sudden you're watching something and you're like, I don't feel comfortable anymore. I kind of mm. feel like off. Right. And you need to listen to that. Like too often so we just snooze it. And we're like, man, we rented the movie. We don't want to waste the two dollars and ninety nine cents yeah. or whatever. And it's like, no, listen to that sense of being off. Yeah, I mean, there's just like there's Bible verses that talk about you know taking your thoughts captive, yes. and we make that harder on ourselves Completely. to take these thoughts captive if we just are engaging with so many different things. And so, you use the term you become desensitized to certain things. And you said you become desensitized to important things. But I'll even say, like, I know for me, I became desensitized and even numb to extremely unhealthy things. Right. Like very lustful things, uh, very violent things. And I'm, I mean, I'm a, I'm a big man. I can watch violence. You know, that's not saying there's much wrong with that. But... But I think you know what I'm saying. Like, you just become very desensitized and numb to certain things that um, actually are affecting the way you just process the thoughts that enter your mind, the dreams that you have. Like, it just affects you. And mm-hmm. I remember telling you so many times, like, you can't tell me I can't watch Will Ferrell movies. You can't tell <laughs> you me I can't watch all these. And I'm like, again, like, right, we said before, we've disclosed, we've come and we've, <laughs> we understand that Patrick has denial, you know, and I'm entitled to these things. And I felt entitled to Will Ferrell movies, you know, and um, I'm not like, I mean, well, I banishing Will Ferrell, Will Ferrell movies. Like, like he's, listen, he's like, hilarious. you know, I still, I still, you know, sneak away and watch some of them. But, <laughs> but I'm not, you know, I think you know what I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that, like, be super legalistic, but also be mindful of what are the things that trigger you. Right. That I I have in early on in our marriage was triggered into pornography often, and that would cause a lot of issues in our marriage. And so, as I'm tr- triggered in, into porn, like I'm coming to Lauren saying, "Well, no, these movies don't affect me." 
And I don't even... I forget that there's a full-on sex scene five minutes well, into yeah, the movie. Well, yeah, I would... We would just sit down and watch a movie, and I'm like, oh, like, I've never seen this. Like, like oh, I clean. don't want to watch worry. anything worry, that has clean. this. And yeah. you would be like, yeah, there's nothing in there. And then five minutes in... Yeah. You're like, well, I didn't even remember that. Right. But that's because Scary. you were desensitized yeah. to... And then if I'm desensitized to that, then I'm desensitized to when I engage with it personally. And it's, right. I don't want to be des- de- desensitized to it when I'm watching it or when I'm in, when I'm engaging with it. Which I you think know, is what also really contributes to you not getting free hundred percent to the very thing that, you know, whatever it is that you feel addicted to yeah. for whatever the situation Comparison, is, you're not, like, you're not actually getting free from it. Yeah. If you're not making the habit of being mindful of everything, then it's not saying you have to like do this crazy checklist. It's just learning to be mindful for the yeah. sake of your mental, spiritual, emotional health. And I think, yeah. you know, even for so many men who do struggle with lust, it's like, they could be wondering, like, why am I not free from certain things? Mm-hmm. But it's also like, where are you mindful in all the small areas of your life? So, and so not good. just, and for women, a lot of it is comparison. Like, mm-hmm. well, how much time did you spend on Instagram today? Yeah. You know, like, what were you, what were your, what was your thought life like when you were on Instagram? Well, yes, you're going to be comparing. You know, are you guarding the forefront of your mind? And yeah, right. like you said, Christ. You know, it, he talks about that in the word, like mm-hmm. guarding your thoughts, guarding your heart. And so that, you know, I think is just so important. Yeah. So we, uh, we would just challenge you guys to begin thinking right now, to process even within your own heart and mind, like what are hobbies that I have? Well, what are hobbies that I laid down because I thought that my life is too busy and I just say BS, <laughs> your life ain't that yeah. busy, you know, like. We got three kids and, you know, we still got, we still make time for it. And so, um, you know, do what you got to do to take care of yourself and to be mindful of what you are thinking. It's not about what you're doing, but where you are when you're doing it, you know, and I think that's really, really, really important. And God created things for us to enjoy. And so if you're struggling with like, I don't really know what my hobby is, or if you feel guilty for taking it. Then, like we said earlier, like figure it out and do what fills your tank and what you love because God figure wants you to do that. <laughs> figure your life out. If you don't know what you, <laughs> if you don't know what you like, well, figure it out. That's that's Basically. the word. Words of wisdom from Chuko Online. Yep. So, quick recap. Fi- you know, choose to be mindful. Figure it Commit. <laughs> figure it out. Commit to be mindful. You know, pay attention to where you're being idle. Yeah. And, you know, do your hobbies and be careful with your downtime. Yeah. Right? Yeah, so good. And, you know, turn these times into being intentional. Like I said, not having to slay dragons, not having to be productive, but you can still be intentional. Checking in does not mean that you are taking so much energy off of yourself it actually can mean rest for you to check into something positive whether it's working out whether it's talking to the lord doing something spiritual doing something whatever healthy physically checking in does not mean you have to take so much of your own personal energy so we love you guys thanks for stepping into our home or specifically our dining room and uh, we will check in with you guys next time
बाय बाय